morning to everyone. Welcome to God's house this morning as we've entered the third week of Advent, keeping watch, watching for that child, that child that would come and give us that salvation. And this morning, we're going to be hearing in our different hymns about that birth of that Savior. And as we prepare our hearts, may we be ready to go to Bethlehem and to see that child. We make our beginning the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Oh uh-huh.
You have been ransomed from futile and sinful ways, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore give you all your sins, name the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Our first reading for this morning is recorded about John the Baptist's testimony, testimony about that baby that was given for us, that one that was sent for our salvation. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely. I am not the Messiah. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize? If you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet. I baptize with water, John replied. But among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I met when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. This is the word of our Lord. And we hear again about that baby boy that was given to us, that baby boy that would be the lamb that would make the sacrifice for us.
grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is recorded in 1 Peter chapter 1. Dear friends in Christ, you've probably seen it maybe on TV or in a cartoon. An old, scruffy-looking man dressed in white on a street corner wearing a sign and and probably yelling, you know, repent. But on the sign you see, um, the day is coming. On the back of him, you see on the sign, prepare to meet your Lord. The people that are so busy passing by just kind of look at him, shake his, their heads and say, what a joke. What a joke that someone would be doing that, talking about that meeting of the Lord. There's too much else to get ready for, especially this time during Lent. During Lent, right. I got the Lent series already for next year, so I'm, I'm one step ahead. But for Advent, when you're thinking of, of that coming, that coming of the Savior, when you start to realize again, are we ready? What happens if that would be true? What happens if that would be true about someone standing on a corner saying the day is near? Are you prepared? Are you watching? Watching for that king? Watching for that savior? During Advent, it's a busy time in the church year. You're busy preparing things, making sure that all the cookies are made, the decorations are up, all the presents are bought, but does that really make a difference? Does that really make a difference as that day is approaching for us to meet the Lord? Is that really going to make a difference all of a sudden if God would come this instant or come this evening if we don't have everything ready? Are we prepared to meet that Lord? We don't see people on the street corners shouting, repent, the day is coming. Be prepared. But the people in the Old Testament did have the prophets. And we have the scriptures that remind us about that coming. And that's why we want to take a look at, watch for that lamb. That lamb that would come for us. So many try to push away that judgment day. So many say, it's not going to take place. But throughout scripture, we're reminded that it will happen. Take a look at what our text says this morning. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners, here in reverent now, again, fear doesn't mean to be afraid of God, that we have to be afraid that all of a sudden the thunder and lightning or, or something's going to happen to us. It means to have that respect, to have that honor, to realize that, yes, the Lord could return at any moment. This could be that judgment day, or he could be calling us on our own death, taking us, our souls, up to heaven. Are we ready? Are we ready to meet that Lord? Are we ready to see him? So often, um, when it comes to Advent and you're preparing for the birth of the Savior, you know, we think of that, that small child, that baby boy that was given to us, and we fail to see again of really that coming of our Savior and his purpose and his mission. In Malachi, we're told about who can stand on that day? Who's going to be able to stand before this judge? Are you ready to meet that judge? Are you ready to, 
to give an account for your life. And then we hear John the Baptist, too, talking about this in his testimony and the reading that we had for this morning. That again, that John is saying, are you ready? I think of his preaching. He was pretty close to that cartoon character, that scruffy old man, wasn't he? Here's this guy preaching out in the wilderness, just has some camel hair on him, you know, having all these baptisms and saying, repent, for the kingdom is near. But did you catch those words of what he said at the closing of our reading? That one day, that one day as he's doing that preaching, as he's doing those baptisms, he looks up, and in the horizon, there is that lamb. That lamb of God. That lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's the excitement that we get to have. That's the excitement that, that we have in realizing about the lamb that was given for us. Let's take a look at what our text says. For you know that was not with perishable things such as silver or gold. You were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. That lamb that was given for us. And you recall the different sacrifices in the Old Testament. Those daily sacrifices that they had to make. Those sacrifices of purification. And then you also think of that day of atonement. And all these foreshadowed the coming of the lamb. That lamb that would lay down his life on the cross for us. Because as we're told, we can see that yeah, we have that inherited sin. We have that original sin. We are sinners, and we admit that. We realize that we sin daily, and we need that lamb. But then all of a sudden, I, I think of that day of atonement, when they would take those two lambs, sacrifice one, take that blood and the high priest would go in the Holy of Holies, spread that blood on the atonement seat. So again, symbolizing over the Ark of the Covenant that God could not look down and see his, his law, the Ten Commandments. There'd be that blood, because after all, the wages of sin is death. He would see the, again that sacrifice that was made. The other part of that blood would be spread on that lamb that was still alive and sent out in the woods, symbolizing that our sins we're forgotten, we're forgiven. What a foreshadowing. What a foreshadowing of the day that our lamb would come. That he would shed his blood for us. I mean, he didn't take out his debit card and put it in the machine and put in his pin number to save us. It was his precious blood. That blood that was holy. The one who had no sin, who became sin for us, so that we could have that righteousness of God. So that if we were to die today, all of a sudden God would say, here's all your sins, here's your, your sins from 2010, here's your sins from 1990 or whatever it would be. And he would say, why should I let you into heaven? Well, you have to because of the Lamb. He shed his blood. We get to put on that white robe of righteousness that Christ earned for us. We get to live because of him. That's that grace of God. That, that's how we can live, live in, this, in this world. So when you take a look at our closing verses, 
He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. He was chosen before the creation. And some take a look at how you can interpret this, two different ways that, again, since God is eternal, he knew that we would be sinning. But think of that, what God has done in his love. He knew, even before he created Adam and Eve, that they were going to rebel against him, that they would sin. And then we see his love as he talks to Adam and Eve, and before he even talks about the consequences of sin, he says, okay, Satan, you're going to strike his heel, but my son will crush your head. My son will die for the sins of all mankind. And that baby boy would become that lamb, that lamb that was led through the streets of Jerusalem, led to the outside of the walls of Jerusalem, and where he would be placed on the cross. So now each day we get to sit at the foot of the cross, realizing that we have that forgiveness of sins. And that lesson doesn't end on the cross, does it? It's that, that Easter morning, that Easter morning that um, we get to enjoy knowing about the resurrection, that he did not just be died on the cross, placed in a grave, and just laid there. When you take a look at all the other religious leaders, all of them are dead, aren't they? But here God gave life to his son, raised him on that third day, and allowed him to sit at his right hand. I mean, what was it like for the disciples to see that glorified Lord? I mean, I get it on Easter night. They were still nervous, and they thought they were seeing the ghost. But I think of 40 days later, Jesus just starts walking outside again, the walls of Jerusalem. They're up on that mountain, and as again, as he's giving those words of wisdom, that devotion, as he raises his hand to bless them, he's taken up into heaven. Taken up as that exclamation point saying, payment has been done. The lamb has been slain for you. That lamb that was given for us. So often, when we think of the Advent season, the coming of the Lord, especially Judgment Day, there is that fear in our hearts. There is that, that fear. But then I think of that one, one still night where Mary and Joseph were granted that, that child. I was thinking about that this morning as driving to church, and it was so quiet, you know, with the snow falling. Granted, you get here, then all of a sudden they're plowing the parking lot, and the snow blowers are going, and so goes my theory, but... But still, one still night. I always enjoy when I leave Christmas Eve from, from a church. Never forget one Christmas where I had a vacancy and they're about 10 miles apart between the two churches at two children's services. It was about 25 below, but it was a full moon out. And driving in the country, there was nobody else on the roads. And you just had that one still night. That one still night and had a chance to think about a Savior given. And even this morning, as you saw the beauty of the snow, 
that freshness of that snow. I think again of a lamb that was given for us. A lamb that was willing to sacrifice his life for us. We don't have to worry about somebody on a street corner. Someone coming up and saying, are you ready? For we are. That lamb was given for us. Let's enjoy that peace that it gives us. As the Old Testament believers kept watching, may we look forward to that one still night.
As we return our first fruits to the Lord, has given us all things. The guest books are located in the chairs in the center aisle. Please take a moment to sign those, and as it's passed back to the center, gives you a chance to greet your neighbor and our Lord and Savior. Let us please rise for our prayers. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending the Lamb into this world. So often during this Advent season, we do our outward preparations, preparations of decorating, preparations of cooking and buying presents. But may you be with us as we make preparations for that Lamb's second coming. We thank you for giving the gift of that child at Bethlehem that would be willing to make that sacrifice for us. May you be with us that we do not have to live in fear, but in knowing again that salvation is ours, and that the Lamb made the sacrifice with his holy, precious blood. Strengthen us in the Lord's Supper, where we receive that very body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins that strengthen our faith as we walk in this world. May we take a look at Bethlehem and see that child that was given for us. May we live in that peace and comfort. All this we ask in our Savior's name, who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And we prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God. Praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In love, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He made his son to be the atoning sacrifice for his sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and thanks and honor and glory forever and ever. Lord Jesus Christ, the night that he was betrayed, took bread. Given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this remembrance of me. So he took the cup, gave thanks, gave to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. May the peace of the Lord be with you always.
Let us please rise for our closing prayer. Almighty God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, chose to suffer pain before going up to joy and crucifixion before entering into glory, mercifully grant that, walking in the way of the cross, we may find this path to be the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Please be seated. Just a reminder, please uh, note the worship schedule for Christmas. Uh, there is no Thursday evening service on Thursday, December 22nd. Our Christmas Eve services are at 4.30 and 6. Christmas Day song service is at 9 a.m. And then New Year's Eve, the 29th, the 31st, and the 1st of January it will all be the same service. Um, so you get to choose one out of the three to come to, or you can come to all three too. Um, but they will all be the same services. Thursday evening is at 6.30. Uh, Saturday, December 31st is at 4.30. Then we have the 9 a.m. service, only the 9 a.m. service on New Year's Day. As we think again, keeping watch, waiting for that Advent King, may we really be thankful for the gift that was given to us, and may there be that joy in this world as we think the sacrifice that he's made for us.